1: Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy
2: Rewind Recap. And as you heard during the news and right before the news, Matt Carpenter has re-signed. Uh, is it considered re-signing if he there? He signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. Uh, free yeah. agent, one-year contract with the Cardinals, which means we will talk to Matt Pawley, our sports fella, at 1215. We will get um, his thoughts on the deal We'll discuss how Carpenter is going to be used and um, um, just, you know, get his general take on, on what's happening. So that is all coming up at 1215. Here on KMOX. Good to have you with us on the Chris and Amy show. Amy Markscores and Chris Ranji. We had an eventful day. Don't we always have eventful days? I think we do. Well,
3: we have eventful days every day, but Fridays are fun, eventful days. More fun.
2: It really is because we have Hancock and Kelly to start the show. They join us for that 10 o'clock hour. And
3: every Friday, John tells us about a new merit badge he earned as a Boy Scout.
2: And speaking of that, we did get text messages because I asked the question uh, how many merit badges are. Are there? Is it unlimited? And he said, well, they keep adding new ones. Uh, we have a couple of messages that say one says that there are 144 scout merit badges. Another one says there are 138. Mm-hmm. Another one says there are 135. So let's just put it this way. There are close to 140 merit badges if you're in the scouts.
3: I see. And John said, thought there were 50 or 60. So he needs to reach a little higher. Yeah, he, he really does. Try to. Keep getting more merit badges.
2: He's not even a third of the way there. Poor guy.
3: Did we find out if you won the most positive person in the world award?
2: No, we don't know yet.
3: There's no way. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go back and listen to the show, and why wouldn't you? Listen to it on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey app. The Chris and Amy show, the Odyssey app. Go back and listen to the beginning because this guy. Me. Has a very bad attitude. And it was upsetting about? this morning, and that's how we started the show. What? I mean, honestly, I'm impressed with myself for being cheerful and um, amenable to the situation. I
2: think it's almost nap time for you.
3: <sighs> You're not wrong. <laughs>
2: hey, I mentioned the story about the fish. The uh,
3: yeah, the, the fish bandit. The guy, the
2: fish bandit, who was taping fish mm-hmm. to automatic uh, teller machines.
3: You yeah, have ATMs.
2: He did it like 14 times and once to a squad car, a police squad car. Which I respect. So he's been arrested. He was 17 years old in Utah. Here's the thing. He's not
3: stealing anything, though. No. So he's not a bandit. He's
2: just duct taping fish, actual fish, dead fish to ATMs. And he was arrested for it anyway. Mm -hmm. And it just it feels like people have, like they have taken it as an invitation to start texting in their puns.
3: You know, this is what I don't appreciate is when listeners think that everything's a joke. It's not. It's all a game.
2: Like this guy who says when he taped the fish to the wall, did it say damn? Like that's not good.
3: It's not funny. You know or It's or, disrespectful.
2: Or this this guy who who texts in, "Oh my god." Well, that's stupid. I mean, that's not funny.
3: No. I, and I it's or, It's disappointing.
2: Or this guy. Yeah. Who texts in, you know, he did it on porpoise.
3: No. You know, we're not going to read on, text bro. like that. I'm not. If you text that's something like the, that, a pun, a fish pun, a marine life pun, we we'll, won't we'll get airtime. This is the, KMOX. We're not going to read that on air.
2: That is not what text messages are for. No. That's not what no. 314 436 7900 is for. It's
3: not for puns. It's not for snide little comments. Yeah,
2: and I don't need you to tell us that the guy did it for the halibut.
3: Seriously,
2: I don't need you to tell it's us that. It's not going
3: to get airtime. We're not going to read texts Ridiculous. like that.
2: We talked to uh, archaeologist Dr. Douglas Boyne, a professor of history at SLU. Monumental discovery found an old temple from the Constantine era. <laughs>
3: it's incredible.
2: That's just, wow. It's amazing. And um, it the, just the process of going through it. You did
4: Gold standard, you know, we weren't out there trying to treasure hunt, and we just used the magnetometry and some ground-penetrating radar, all the kind of technical peer-into-the-ground type stuff. And uh, over in Italy, in the region of Umbria... We had an inkling that there was a building that um, the Emperor Rome, Roman Emperor Constantine dedicated to his family and our geophysics and our archaeology confirmed uh, that we were probably in the right place. So we found a monumental building from the 4th century Roman Empire.
2: Just some awesome awesome. stuff. Really, really cool stuff. And the entire interview, uh, talking about the process of finding it, what it all means. It's on the Odyssey app. Uh, Go back and listen to Dr. Douglas Boyne. And we visited with uh, Mike Claiborne. We talked a little bit of Cardinals. And as soon as we got done with the interview, the Cardinals announced the signing of Matt Carpenter. So Carpenter is coming back on a one-year contract. Don't know the details of the contract, how much it costs. I don't really care what the money is. Um, Hopefully he can help this team out in Mm -hmm. some fashion. So I guess we will see how that all goes. 314-436-7900 is the phone number to visit with us. Again, any interview you missed or full segments, the entire show, if you work and you can't listen to us on KMOX.com or the Odyssey app, during the show, yeah. go back and listen to it after the fact.
3: And I think it's important that, again, we stress, we don't want to hear your puns yeah. or funny comments or jokes or thoughts about things at 314-436-7900. See, that's not what that's for. And
2: I don't know why you said that. Why? Because now that you said it, we're getting stuff like this.
3: And we're not going to read stuff like this.
2: Like this one here that says y'all need to quit carping about this. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, because you tied in Matt Carpenter and the fish pun. Just, you may think that that's not, we're not going to read that.
2: See, all right, I'm definitely not reading this one. Okay. That says that is a really crappy thing to do. Yeah. No, that's not... That person needs a kick in the bass. Come on, man. No. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Yeah by you, the listener. That
3: is not what 314-436-7900 is for. It's not the purpose of that number. It isn't.
2: Let's bring this back up a little bit. Matt Pauley joins us to talk about the Matt Carpenter signing next on KMOX. Chris and Amy show, and the text line is broken now because of you.
3: What? It's nice. Giving, you no, keep... I, I told people specifically not to text 314 436 7900 with, you know, dumb jokes and puns. You I mean, said, like, don't do it.
2: Like this one, you can tune an ATM, but you can't tune a fish. Well, see?
3: See? We said, don't do that. I
2: I told you. Is there is there a coincidence that the Cardinals have signed CARP? Oh. <laughs> because they did. Are you saying it's fishy? Well, it's funny you say that mm-hmm. because uh, this text message says mm-hmm. what broke the case was a series of fishy withdrawals from the ATM.
3: Yeah. That's, yeah but All right, like, I'm, taking
2: a, I'm taking a break from the text line for a minute because we're bringing in uh, on the Quiver River Electric guest line our sports fella, Matt Pauly, who is now no longer the most important Matt in the uh, <laughs> In today. St. Louis today, yeah. as the Cardinals have signed Matt Carpenter to a one year contract. Matthew, what are your thoughts?
5: Yeah, it's interesting. And he gets a 40 man spot. They cleared a 40 man spot yesterday when uh, James Nail's contract was transferred.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. Hi-ya! But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.
1: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. To a team
5: uh, in, in Korea if you get the Matt Carpenter who played for the Yankees two years ago when he hit three oh five, he had eleven hundred OPS, uh, you know, that that's fantastic. A guy who gives you protection at third, at second, in the corner outfield can DH a little bit. Uh, but if you get the Matt Carpenter that uh, finished his time in St. Louis in, in 2021, hitting 169, or who last year uh, with the Padres hit just 176. Although to be fair about his time last year in the Padres, he did finish his final two months were uh, were pretty solid. So it's better to have a good final two months and a good first two months if you're going to have not so great numbers so uh, it's interesting it's it's a one-year deal that I, I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to uh, make it on the club but again if he can be the guy that he was just you know in, in 2022 that's good obviously what he brings to the clubhouse we know about his character uh, we know about him being on some some really really good teams so uh, I, I think there's more good than bad when it comes to this move.
2: So uh, when you mean good, do you, are you just saying it from a no risk standpoint? Because there really isn't any in terms of no. finances. I mean, they can they can bring him in, no big deal.
5: Yeah, yeah. There's 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 no risk here. They had a spot on the forty man. See what he's got uh, during spring. If he gets outplayed, he gets outplayed, and then you you go from there and see what ends up happening. Again, they they've made a concerted effort to bring in certain kind of guys into the clubhouse, and I think he falls into that category now. Just because you're a good guy in the clubhouse doesn't mean you can perform on the field, and that's what he's got to do. He's got to prove that what happened last year with the Padres uh, was more fluke, and what he did two years ago with the Yankees was more who he still is.
2: So we just talked to Mike Claiborne about a half hour ago uh, regarding the amount of free agents that are still available. Over 20 free agents in the top 50 are still out there to be signed, whereas at this very date last year, there were only three of those guys available. Um, Just speaking from a a fan perspective, we're already hearing it on the text line today and seeing it on Twitter, that uh, I I think people what I'm gathering, the feeling they have is, okay, this is no risk for the Cardinals, no big deal, it doesn't hurt them financially in any way, but why not, if they're going to do this, try for one of these top 50 guys? Why not do a signing like that? What are your thoughts?
5: I I still think that, especially from a relief pitching standpoint, they're likely to get one of those kind of guys. Um, I, it's a good play. I, look, I have a hard time arguing it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to... I think you bring in a Matt Carpenter because you're, you're comfortable with him and you think that there's some things he can do in the clubhouse in addition to, to on the field. But if somebody wants to sit here and say, but what about this guy? But what about this guy? But what about this guy? They've got better numbers. They they can do this. They can do that. I, I, honestly, it's it's hard to argue that at this point in time because there are players who are out there via free agency who would make this team better. I don't think the Cardinals are done in free agency. Uh, but I, I understand why people say that. I think that's a valid argument.
3: Matt, you're on the socials. Um, seen much response to this now in the sports world in general and Cardinal Nation specifically?
5: I haven't seen much because it happened as I was driving to pick up my daughter from school and I just walked back in, so I've been a little bit disconnected you don't, here uh, over the last half hour. You don't, you don't uh, read Twitter while you're driving? I try not to.
3: Huh.
2: Try not to?
3: Interesting.
2: Seems easy to just not do it. <laughs> It's not like Twitter forces its way I was trying way. not
3: to read Twitter, and oh no, I reading Twitter. Me. Yeah, um, we did. I did see one response. Someone said they heard uh, they're like, oh, the Cardinals signed Matt Carpenter,
1: and oh, someone no, said Amy.
3: to do what? And I will say I don't think that person was joking. I think maybe they thought it would be a different kind of capacity or something. Is that fair? A question or no?
2: What? <laughs> what she's saying is, when, when she's saying it, when I and I'll, I'll be honest, I
3: when the Cardinals said we've yeah. signed Matt Carpenter, there was a thought like maybe he was
2: coming back to coach, to
3: coach or something. Oh, like he's okay. at that point in the career, and we've he's been to different teams, and like you said, he went through a rough patch. I think it's a fair question if people, I mean, don't go, People don't go immediately to players, so
2: it's that's not an outrageous thing to think at thirty-eight years old hasn't been a ton of production lately. That maybe that's what his new role is.
5: I mean. He just got let go by the Padres really, really recently after signing that deal with them. He had not announced any type of retirement. When that, Honestly, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised it's an automatic 40-man spot. When he got released, we talked about it, and I thought in all likelihood there was going to be an opportunity mm-hmm. for him to go somewhere on a minor league contract with an invite to Major League Spring Training. So if there's any surprise, it was that it is a, a 40-man roster spot that he's picked up.
3: Yeah. Well, and I like Matt Carpenter and I like all the salsa and all of that.
5: I Schnook's ready to uh to put that stuff back in We
2: don't know. Right there w- there've there been some people asking on the text line if that means the salsa is going to return.
3: Um if you are
5: I mean, I'm sure the good folks at Schnook's well, listen to
3: well, us. I think the Pool the cereal listen.
2: came came yeah. out uh during the last run, did it not?
3: Pool holes.
2: Yeah, I think it did a couple of years ago. Okay.
5: Right? Well,
3: okay. I Schnucks
5: think start pre- because didn't Schnooks produce it? Do I have that right? I wasn't living here at the time, but wasn't that a Schnooks product? No,
3: I don't I remember. So. I don't think so. I don't, know. Um, I don't
5: think you could get it at Deerbergs or Walmart or Aldi or anything. I think you could only get it at Schnook's.
3: Hmm.
5: Well, uh, any other thoughts on it, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> this devolved very quickly. <laughs> D- Does um, it always? Yeah. Yes. I, uh, so, uh, in all seriousness, I'm. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to see what what happens here. Uh, and look, we uh, he's not Albert Pujols. We know that. But you think about what happened two years ago when the team brought back Albert Pujols and he became very much the the everyday type. DH? Is that something that Carpenter's going to be? Is he going to be someone who plays himself into a spot where he can be DHing very regularly, maybe provide a little bit of protection? I do think you look at the roster. If if there's a trade that develops where maybe somebody is interested in Dylan Carlson, you can make Alec Burleson your fourth outfielder. You've got that extra coverage now uh, because you can put Carpenter in the outfield. You've got coverage at third. You've got coverage at second. Nolan Gorman's got the back issue. You don't know, you know, Brendan Donovan's coming off an injury. There's a whole lot connected to you know Mason Wynn at shortstop and Tommy Edmond out in center field. If Wynn doesn't make it as, a, as the shortstop right there on opening day, if he doesn't hit enough and you have to bring Edmund back in to play short. So there's, there's just a lot of moving parts is what I'm trying to say. So there, this is a nice, versatile player to have on the roster.
2: So I imagine this is what you're going to be talking about on Sports Open Line tonight.
5: If there was a sports open oh, line, it is what I would be talking about. No. But there is absolutely zero sports hell? open line tonight, as a result of a slew of oh, basketball. Let's go, so Bill! Uh, yeah, we will hold our uh, we will hold our thoughts till Monday, and we will uh, we'll hit it hard then.
2: Okay, sounds good, buddy. Thanks for your time.
5: You bet, anytime.
2: Matt Pauly, our sports fella, find him on Twitter at Matt Pauly on air.
3: And now you can find at Matt Carpenter on the Cardinals. As
2: opposed to Matt Pauly in air. So,
3: Like when he's on a plane? And
2: listen, if you have thoughts oh, no. about, uh, if you have Carpenter thoughts. Oh, sorry. I, if thought, you did, you, I
3: thought you were going to no, about well, fish I'm thoughts saying again. if you have
2: thoughts on the signing of Matt Carpenter, let us know what they are. 314-436-7900. I'm trying to, to sift through these yeah. Matt Carpenter uh, texts, and all I'm seeing is stuff like, well, it is Friday. <sighs> Come on, man. Mm hmm. That's what happens.
3: Yeah, that's it's, what happens
2: when you when you tell people not mm-hmm. to send in fish puns. They do this like this person. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Uh, All right. It's time yeah. to go to break.
3: All these things keep cropping up. Stop it.
2: When we come back, Senator Doug Beck out of District One will be joining us about a four day school week bill. We'll see what the odds are of that and what his thoughts are on it when we come back on KMOX. I would say since the very
4: beginning, you know, you've had uh, voter input on uh, whether to adopt the four-day school week because locally elected school boards have been making those decisions. And I always point out that Again, we're in our 14th year of this, and we're currently about 170 school districts in the state of Missouri that have adopted the four-day week, and only two ever voted to go back to a five-day week. So I, I, I don't want i want to make sure that people understand that voters have had a chance to, to speak on this four-day week trend by, by electing different people to the school board if they wanted to go back to the five-day week, but we've just not seen that play out of the state of Missouri. <laughs>
2: Dr. John Turner from Missouri State University, a professor of education there on Total Information AM last week. And the four-day school week uh, has been proposed, and it's been a thing for many years now, and more and more districts are going to it. And to discuss that issue with us now, we visit with State Senator Doug Beck out of District 1, uh, visiting with us on the Quiver River Electric guest line today on KMOX. Good afternoon, Senator. Hi, how are you doing? We are doing okay. Hope you are as well. And yeah. so so here is an issue that it seems to be the four-day uh, school week is more popular in more of, of the rural areas, if I have that correct. What are your thoughts on the idea, generally speaking?
4: So, yes, it, it, it coming into this year as my priority. I, I introduced this bill, bill as an amendment last year and got some traction, had a lot of bipartisan support on it. But I, I've come to the conclusion that uh, the bill that we put together this year, if you give me a few uh, a minute or so to explain it, and, sure. uh, and then we can talk about that, uh, is my number one bill. I, I think it's very important. Uh, but it would only affect charter counties and communities 30000 or more. It would allow the worlds to continue doing, doing what they are. However, if you are a five-day school, you would get 2% above the foundation formula to go back to teacher pay because uh, that's what I think the crux of the problem is, is, is teacher pay and some other things, and they're trying to give incentives instead of raising salaries, as, uh, give, give the teachers a day off. Uh, so that would be a part of this bill if you're a five-day school, and that will be no matter where you are in the state. Uh, but if you're in the areas I just described earlier, Charter County or 30000 or more, uh, if you wanted to go four days, you still could do that. However, the school board would have to put that as a referendum to the local community to have a vote. Uh, also, in this bill, if you go 175 minimum contact days of teacher-student contact days, you would be able to pick your own start date. That's something else that I that would help uh, school districts that I've talked to to be able to set their uh, set their schedule up a little bit better and have better success with their students and testing and some other things as as they go on. So that's kind of the gist of the bill. None of it is mandatory, but it it does try to incentivize uh, you know uh, five day schools.
3: I know a lot of our listeners are probably asking about the academic impact of a four-day school week and if that would negatively impact students. According to the Riverfront Times, it cites research that has shown, quote, that the four-day the four-day week does not diminish academics so long as the instruction hours remain constant. Uh, can you uh, elaborate a bit? What does that mean? That instruction hours would remain constant.
4: Yeah, so so that is if you would put it in the same amount of hours as you would do, uh, you know, in a, in a five-day school setting. So uh, the hour a few years back, they changed the hours in Missouri, so you had to go a minimum, certain minimum hours and minutes to qualify. Uh, but if you look at a four-day school, they're going roughly 142 days a year, or something like that. Uh, it, it, what I'm proposing is we go 175 days a year, so you would have that teacher contact. Uh, all these reports have never said that people going to a four-day school has raised the academic scores. They've slight dropped slightly, they say, and and the vast majority of that's usually in English and in math. Uh, but I don't know. We should be striving to say it's okay to drop slightly in 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 academic achievement by our students. You know, I think we should be striving to do better. Uh, so that's why I'm actually trying to increase the amount of uh, days with an incentive to do that.
2: Senator Doug Beck is with us here, also the assistant minority floor leader uh, joining us on the Quiver River electric guest line. Um, Senator Beck, you, you had said a moment ago, um, and I had read this, that, that your feeling is the biggest problem with this, uh, this issue and an education is that there's difficulty in um, luring in teaching talent and then retaining that teaching talent. What is the cure for that?
4: Well, that, that is, this I think would be part of it, because like I said, it does it does allow you to pay more money to your teachers. This would be a part of that, but I think we have to do a, a stronger push on that. I personally think we need to have a $50,000 bottom starting pay for our, our, for our teachers when they come into this, and and possibly looking at maybe a 62 minimum, you know, minimum as as a teacher that has so many years in. Uh, those are things we're going to look at as we go along. I'm not carrying those particular bills bills right now, but I will be uh, more than happy to have those conversations as we go along through the school year. I think it's critical to 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 do that, and also we have to we have to stop the war on our teachers too. That some of these folks are trying to villainize the uh, our teachers, and and uh, a lot of these people don't want to go into into the field anymore because of that. So. That's really what I think we need to do. We need to revere our teachers. Like when I went to school, I, I mean, I think everybody—if you go back in your memory—you can remember that one teacher that touched, touched you, and, and did something for you that was really special, or helped you, you know, uh, that you just remember for the rest of your life. And, and that's what we we need to get back into that that atmosphere.
3: I know with any type of action like this and bills, there are always perhaps unforeseen or unintended consequences. Do you know um, how this might impact families that are maybe single-parent families, families that both parents are working, can't afford any help or child care on that day on which they would normally have their child in school?
4: Yeah, absolutely. That's 100 percent. We see that's one of the number one issues in our state right now is child care. And we have a whole lot of folks sitting on the sidelines, not even back in the workforce, which which employers are begging for people to come back simply because of that issue, the expense and everything else. And now if you throw in that your school district is going to go four days a week, now you've got to pick up another day. Maybe it's not just before and after care. Now you got to pick up a whole day of child care. So, yeah, this would help with those things. That's not really what it's designed to do, but it would help. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at trying to see what's best for students and giving them the opportunity to be able to realize their full potential but it also will help families with that, you know, and uh, quite frankly, there's there's other issues out there we should probably look at. Like currently right now, I don't know if you know this, but the minimum age to uh, mandatory to go to school is seven years old. That means if you're in that those birthdays in August, you wouldn't have to go to school until you're in second grade. So oh, okay. <laughs> um. maybe that should be lowered to four. Right. And, and and maybe we look at that and that that helps with child care. It also helps with with, uh, you know, academics and and giving a kids a chance in this ever more competitive world that
2: we live in. What, what sort of opposition are you getting?
4: Uh, so far, I haven't heard much. I, I, I've heard that, uh, you know, that, that there could be opposition, but really I am not mandating anything at all. You know, uh, uh, people that'll, that's what they'll tell me is like, well, they voted for these school board members. That if they go to four days, they knew that going in. That's not necessarily the case. And what I'll do, to describe that would be go back to the the election of uh, Eric Grides as governor, who ran on right to work, and people didn't want right to work as we soundly defeated when it was a separate issue by itself. So you sometimes you can't put candidates and issues together. So I think this is an issue that if if the school board felt like that was necessary, they would bring it to a referendum of, of the people, then they need to make their case.
3: And you said that there is. Bipartisan support for some of these bills I imagine there's some bipartisan Pushback as well Is that correct? So
4: I'll be honest with you I, I get more probably more pushback from folks in my own party Than I do from, from the Republicans A lot of the Republican folks think this is a great idea I have yet to have any of them tell me it's a bad idea uh, the start date pushback—that's uh, a whole different group of people that'll probably you'll start hearing from, but uh, but it but it will not be based on education. It'll be based on something else.
3: When and it, I feel like these days it's kind of rare to have a an issue or a bill that doesn't fall clearly along party lines. So as you uh, discuss compromise, build relationships with members of the other party. Uh, does it kind of hearken back to how politics used to be before it was too divided? Does does it give you hope? Do bills like this somehow allow relationships to build that might uh, keep our politics from being even more uh, catechismically uh, divided?
4: Yeah, so so I, I will tell you. Point you know, a lot of times what's focused on is the stuff that's exciting, right? When there's this, there's this, there's this political divide or a divide of whatever group against this other group on a certain issue, right? But that, about ninety five percent of this stuff, we don't have that we work to try to, to try to come together on some issues. Uh, I, I've passed several pieces of legislation through the, through, through the body, both bodies. Uh, I did the, uh, entertainment and film tax credit last year. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can get bipartisan buy-in. I have a good relationship with my colleagues. Uh, so I think if it's very sound, uh, you know, uh, an issue like this, I think it's, it, it, it's no problem. And again, I'm not mandating. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I'm not taking away local control. Uh, I'm actually probably maybe increasing a little bit more because I'm actually going to the allowing the people to vote on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so those are those are things I think that are important that that people understand. We do get along on a lot of issues. There is some folks that maybe don't get along on anything. Right. <laughs> don't get me wrong, because I because I do serve in that environment. But for the vast majority of a lot of the issues, we do get along. We pass a budget. We do some stuff. So.
2: Uh, but depending on where you look and the rankings are always different and, um, y- you know, the parameters are always different when it comes to ranking each state by quality of education. But Missouri is typically below average and sometimes it's it's pretty far down there compared to the other 49 states. If if that is, in fact, the case, that education in the state of Missouri is not as good as it needs to be. What do you believe needs to be done to improve it?
4: Well, first off, what we mentioned earlier, we're 49th in teacher pay, so I think those things correlate together. I don't believe we're 49th in educational outcomes, uh, and I don't have that information with me. We're probably in the in the 30s
2: somewhere, uh, but that's about day, right according are, to rankings. A lot of the rankings you look at, somewhere yeah. in that range, 29 to yeah. mid 30s. Yeah,
4: yeah. So, so, uh, but, but, I think we do better if we actually. Uh, you know, try to keep these teachers and, and retain this high-quality talent that our school districts, quite frankly, put a lot of money in professional development and other stuff to to help them become better teachers. So I think that's where you start. I, I always believe that it's like where the rubber meets the road is in the classroom. you got to have a good, qualified teacher in the classroom with a student. And then, in my mind, you have to increase that contact. If you look at what they're doing in Kansas, they want to go to 185 days of school. They're not going backwards the other way. So if we're going to compete with other states for for jobs of the future, and, and, you know, every every political person's dream is their family. And I think, quite frankly, maybe you all, too, is your family stays where you're at. You know, they don't have to move somewhere else in the country uh, to go find a job or go do whatever else. And and that's what I'm trying to do uh, is is make those educational opportunities here uh, important, Uh, also address other issues in the process, like you mentioned earlier, childcare and some other things that we need
2: to do. Senator Beck, we appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining us on the show.
4: Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: That yeah. is Senator Doug Beck out of District 1, also the Assistant Minority Floor Leader here in the state of Missouri. Very nice. That's Amy marks Kors. I'm looking at her. I'm Chris Ranji. 314-436-7900 to visit with us before the show is over. Don't please, do it, Amy.
3: Just no more ridiculous <sighs> texts. No more puns. Nothing about the fishes.
2: Nothing about the
3: fishes. You're listening.
2: Oh, don't do it. for Stop giving out the number. 7900. This is KMOX.
3: Uh, don't, don't. Are you serious?
2: I was, I, was, I was looking for a good Matt Carpenter text Yeah. to 314-436-7900. And this, we're getting stuff like this instead uh, from a 314. This fish talk is giving me a haddock. Oh, my gosh. Come on, man. That's... Do you think... Here's another text message. Do you think all of these fish jokes are luring people in? No. No, they're no, not. This is unbelievable. People are trying to...
3: I hope our boss isn't listening.
2: I just want to talk about Matt Carpenter.
3: You do? I want,
2: I want to, Yeah, Matt Carpenter. He's signed with the Cardinals. He's back
3: as a player. So as a player, what would you like to say?
2: <laughs> Me? <laughs> well, no, I just want to hear from the people.
3: Come yeah. on, guys! Give us some Matt Carpenter thoughts.
2: Yeah, three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. Of course.
3: What's wrong with you, people? Of course, it's
2: carp. This is Cardinal of
3: Nation. Is. Of course, yeah. This is Cardinal Nation. All you guys can think about is fish and fish puns.
2: Yeah. um, From a 314. I got to tell these puns to my buddy Gil. No. Dude. Just disgusting. This is is what we're doing? This is what this show has become? Right. I thought we were better than this. Apparently we're not.
3: Yeah, I did too. I thought our listeners were intelligent. I did too. And serious well, serious folks that have well, some real thoughts on baseball and politics. No, just marine life. Clear,
2: clearly they are not. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. It
3: is frustrating. Because
2: I've I have been telling people when I go visit my friends out of town, yeah. and they say how's the show going? Yeah. And I say let me tell you the best thing about the show. It's not Amy. She's awful. I'm kidding. I don't say that. But I say it's not Amy.
3: Yeah.
2: It's our listeners.
3: Mm.
2: Because they're intelligent. They yeah. are witty they have they have good thoughts they have sometimes good voicemails at 314-944-1120 a lot of times not and we get good callers so
3: yeah that's interesting i today often, has
2: been disproving what i'm saying
3: right you're so, you're a liar now I'm basically a liar. if any of your friends were listening they you they'd say this isn't this isn't quality
2: this is what i'm looking for okay this from a 314 i'm happy about matt carpenter and you too have a great weekend and stay warm That is very nice. Thank you. Wow.
3: I love it. That's very nice. Was that Pam? No. Okay.
2: This one's not very nice. Oh. This season is the latest Star Wars trilogy. Not much substance, but the nostalgia will make it fun.
3: Well. Pam,
2: come on. (laughs) Wow. Well. That's not nice at all.
3: There's a little bit of nostalgia.
2: Let's talk to Brian. Uh, Brian is with us on KMOX. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good.
4: Good. You know, I was uh, I was willing to give Mo the the benefit of the doubt coming into this with what he's done so far, thinking there's more to come. But this signing just really just really has me thinking. Mo, Mo has to go. I, I like Matt Carpenter. I think he was great for our organization, but he's just not anything close to an answer. Bring have him have him be a coach. But this signing makes no sense.
2: Well, Brian, I appreciate the call. Here's what I'll say about the signing, and I don't, I don't think this means Moseleylock needs to to go. I think, generally speaking, he's good at his job. Um, what I do think, though, is that it is no risk for them. But I completely under, and it could turn out to be something really good. But I completely understand why, for a lot of people, it just doesn't move the needle. Because while they have addressed pitching during the off season, I think Cardinals fans not I think, I know Cardinals fans have been waiting for a massive acquisition, something that really has some punch Mm -hmm. to it because it's not really, and and this is my philosophy too. I think for a lot of people it's, uh, well, just win the division, get into the playoffs, and then anything that can happen. I don't like it. That's not my favorite way to go about it. The way I see it is I want the Cardinals to not just be on par with the Brewers and the Cubs and the Reds, I want them to be on the level or as close to the level as they could be with teams like the Dodgers, teams like the Braves. That's who you're playing catch-up with. You're not playing catch-up with the Brewers and the Cubs and the Reds. You're trying to beat the Dodgers and the Braves and teams like that. So I, I, I feel that, and I would like to see them extend a little bit more. And maybe get a little more aggressive when it comes to acquiring talent. I think they do a pretty good job for the most part. I just want to see them go a little bit further. And yeah. I think
3: a lot of people feel the same way. When you look back at 2011, though, and all the talent they got from the farm team, like their system built those teams, is our is our farm team system thinner now than it was?
2: Um, I haven't looked at the rankings lately, but there, there is some good young talent coming up and has already contributed a bit. Guys like Mason, Wynn, mm-hmm. Jordan Walker, and I think those guys are pretty good. And that's that's one way you have to you have to be able to develop young talent.
3: That was part of the quote but unquote also, Cardinal way. Yes,
2: you have to develop young talent, but also be willing to get the good free agents. Yeah. So, uh, Big Blonde Dan texting in. You two are krilling me with this.
3: Nope.
2: You'd walk the plankton for this crappie if it were up to me
3: unbelievable from Big blonde Dan you you count on that guy that guy to be classy at least yeah, he's not look at him I can't I can't believe it big blonde Dan Dave
2: Glover shows coming up next we're gonna be with you uh Monday at 10 o'clock it's the Chris and Amy show anything you missed on the Odyssey app t- 10 o'clock Monday uh anything <laughs> you missed on the Odyssey app and kmox.com see you next week have a great weekend bye
1: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else?